Hello, 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 everyone out there. Welcome back to another episode of Kimboology. It's your girl Kimbo here, aka the Blasian Sensation, aka Miss Traveling Chafing Queen, aka King Ping Kimbo. What's up? AKA Dwarf of Pudgeonot, aka Slayer of Poles, aka Mother of Georgie, aka Kimbo Kush, aka Captain Planet. She's a hero, gonna take pollution down to zero. AKA Miss Pussy Control, aka the Hustlin' Hussy, aka twerking on your daddy's couch, aka yes, my middle name is spelled wrong, aka Kimbo of all trades because she can do it all, honey, aka Miss Nomadic Nympho, aka heels bigger than your dick, aka Platypussy. Cue the horn. Hello, guys, welcome back to another episode of The Bullshit. Um, it's episode 36. Uh, let's see. 36, yes, in Spanish, 36, or Nung Song Sam Si Nung Song Sam Si Ha Hok Sam Sip Hok Sam Sip Hok is 36 in Thai. Um, I do, I am still trying to keep the whole t- counting in Spanish and Thai, that's all I really know. Um, yeah, so tune in um shout out to my new listeners out there welcome to the show welcome to the bullshit um god i feel like i haven't talked to you guys in like soups long time um lots been going down girls been busy boots um oh by the way guys it's solo dolo kimbo this week um no guests this week because i just have a lot to update you guys on there's a lot of bullshit happening a lot of stuff um so I was like, I'll just gonna come and chat with my peoples for a little bit. Um, your girl's high as fuck currently, um, per the usual. Come on, um, but yeah, I'm coming back from a trip with my sisters. I did a little cute little bachelorette uh, trip with my sisters, my sister and my sister in law. Uh, we went to NOLA. We went to New Orleans. But uh, I want to talk about that later on in the episode with our main topic, which is going to be about traveling with people. Oh fun, oh joy, and then talking about my trip to NOLA. Um, but this week I did want to, you know, always, you know what? No, I'm going to start out with a little chaos and negativity. Shout out to the read. No, sorry. Shout out to Jade and XD. One of my favorite podcasts ever. Um, yeah. So can I just start with a little petty peeves? Um, bitch, I literally hate this. I saw it all the time when I was in NOLA. I see, I see it in Chicago too, but I just want to like talk about a little pettiness one thing that I really, really hate is those fucking horse and carriages that you see downtown. Um, I'm If you guys don't know, if you're new to the show, I'm in Chicago, so Illinois, the state of America, this crazy fucking travesty of a place. Um, yeah, uh, you know those horse and carriages, you know, where the, you see the fucking horse pulling over fat Bitch. fucking people on a carriage, you know, in the heat, you know, walking around, clearly just can't even like fuck fuck pulling you fat pieces of shits around i hate it i really hate it um i saw that everywhere in nola but not only did i see that but i saw donkeys getting donkeys pulling Bitch. people or like um mules i think i think they were, they were mules um Bitch. a mule is like a a mule is what when a, what a horse and a donkey fucked and they created a mule right is that how it works um so yeah whatever don't matter it's horrible. You guys, I really encourage you guys, if you guys are down to like for that type of shit, really reconsider these these animals. What? You know what I'm saying? Like, leave them alone. Like, like I just like I saw them just like standing around. They were like tired. They kept moving their legs because they're so fucking tired. They have these fucking horses Bitch. on. Um, you know, I look at the water they're drinking. It's trash. There's people everywhere. There's fucking people drunk puking in the streets. By the way, yeah, uh, I'm gonna get in that later. But yeah. It's like COVID who out there? Who is she? Never heard of her. Don't know her. Haven't seen her. Um, But yeah, that's just my petty peeve. Um, Really reconsider, guys, if you guys are like for the horse and carriage thing. It's really cruel. I don't don't agree with the whole riding a horse and carriage and shit. Um, Animals can't give consent. So um, I saw people pulling carriages, though, which I was like lit. Yes. You know, I saw this. Oh, my God. You guys. I do have to talk about this, but there was this fucking moment where we were risk eating at a restaurant and there are these like horse, like these guys that pulled the fucking, um, 
like pull the carriages, like the, the people or like they're riding their, they're riding a bike and they're like pulling people around in the back. I forgot what the fuck, I don't know what the fuck it's called. But can I tell you <laughs> that we were eating at this restaurant and the people called one of these guys to come and pick up some people. And when I tell you this, this motherfucker was a skinny ass white man, right? He was like, okay, I'm here. I'm here to pick up people. When I tell you three of the biggest white men of your life came out that shit, I mean, the biggest bellies ever came out that bitch and sat in that carriage. And I know your boy was like, fuck my life. It was hilarious. We were sitting there eating outside and we saw that and we're like, oh, bitch. First of all, all three of them big niggas could not fit in the damn carriage in the back. Um, So it, it only had to be two that got to sit in the damn thing and have this nigga pull him around. Uh, I lived. I lived for every second of it. It was just, you know, the caucasity. It was a white man pulling fat white men around. I loved it. I was like, this is hilarious. More of this, please. Less of the fucking animals pulling fat people around. Because um, you know why? That nigga chose his job. He was like, I want to do this for a living. I want to pull around lazy, drunk motherfuckers out on the carriage. So I'm all here for that. So... By all means, go with the humans pulling motherfuckers around, but leave the animals alone, okay? Leave them alone. Let them be free. Um, let them run wild and eat grass and, you know, do all that fun hippie dippy shit, you know? Bitch. Just my little petty peeve. Um, I might want have late. I might have one later. I don't know. I'm thinking about when I'm going to bring it up. Um, I don't want to be so negative in the beginning, guys, because I, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not a negative person. I love every, I lo- I'm very grateful to be here. I'm very happy to be here. Um, wow, that was offensive. Um, sorry. Um, so yeah, guys, uh, that was just a little petty peeve. Um, but let's get into the, the topics this week. Let's get into the episode this week, shall we? Um, oh, by the way, I am fully um, coming back from building a motherfucking greenhouse what's up uh so yeah guys i don't know if you guys i don't know if i mentioned it to you guys before but uh i decided to start growing yes your girl is growing marijuana your girl is your girl is growing pot um yeah shout out to my you know amazing co-workers that we did a little trade skis i got some seeds um planted eight to see if I can, you know, see if any were going to be successful. Um, statistics like show that, like, you know, with the seeds, like, you never know what you're going to get. Some will, some will actually pop. Some will actually grow, and some won't. And sure enough, um, right now, currently, started with eight. I have five, which is the legal limit to grow in in Illinois as a medical patient, which I am. Um, five are growing or have grown into like little, like you know, little plant guys. Um, one I'm worried about critical Kush does not look well. She is not well. Um, the rest look really good. Um, I was kind of rough repotting some of them, so I'm going to keep monitoring them. This is my first time growing, so I don't quite know what I'm getting into. Um, I'm doing it the all natural way as well. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of why I bought the greenhouse because I wanted to do an outside grow. Um, if you guys don't, you know, you're not familiar with marijuana and all that stuff and how to grow it. It's a, it's a whole, it's a cosa. It's a whole process. Like, um, you got to like pH balance your water. You got to get the lighting right. You got to fucking make sure there's ventilation. Um, make sure that, you know, there's no fucking weird insects eating your shit. Uh, fertilize them, feed the plants. You got to feed the bitches. Um, so when I read into growing, cause mar- you know, smoking weed, being a pothead like myself now, um, is expensive. <laughs> Uh, I just want to buy all the weed, um, all of it, but it doesn't help when I'm around it all the time. So the temptation's always there. But so I was just like, you know, I want to fucking grow. I wanted to, I decided I want to grow. So I read into like growing. I have a few coworkers that grow and stuff. So I was just been getting advice from them. They usually, a lot of people do the whole indoor grow thing with the tent. So they purchase like this ingrown, like this indoor tent um, and they grow inside and then they buy these lights and you know, they get their smart pots, which is like fabric pots with handles. They do that. And there's a fan and all sorts of stuff. But it uses a lot of energy. It's not sustainable um, when you grow when you grow marijuana, grow cannabis in your home. Um, and since it is where we are, we are going into summertime here in, in Chicago. Um, why not utilize Mother Earth? Right. You know, I'm all about sustainability here. Um, so I decided that I'm going to grow outside. 
I was like, fuck that. No, it's nice outside. Why am I going to grow inside? Why am I going to use all this energy, buy lights and shit and all this tents and stuff like that? You know, fucking Georgie, my cat's going to fucking go in there and fucking mess with my plants and shit. No, just grow outside. That's the way nature intended. So, uh, but what better than to have it where it's enclosed and safe and in a controlled environment, which is like a greenhouse. Um, yeah, some people grow outside in their yard. Um, that's their choice. Uh, I just read really good things about greenhouses, about outdoor grows with greenhouses. So I just wanted to do it. I was like, fuck it. So I bought a greenhouse. It's it's like um, it's a nice greenhouse. It's like a walk-in one where it has like a fucking window vent on the ceiling with a sliding door. Uh, no one told me, though, that it is literally the ghetto to fucking put together. So... I bought it not even thinking about like, oh, yeah, I need help putting this bitch together or where am I going to put it or how long does it take me to fucking build it, you know? So I bought it a while ago and it's just been sitting in the backyard and I'm just like, I was trying to find a good day to build the shit. So I literally spent like three days building this shit. We just literally today finished fucking... Actually, we're not quite done. Um, There's still little finishings that we still have to do. Like we have to put in the last nuts and bolts and then like the... The cut, cover the corners and shit. So we're actually not done, okay? I bought this bitch from Walmart. I know, I'm horrible. I hate Walmart. But, I mean, honestly, it was the best deal for the for the large amount that I got. I got, like, a pretty big walk-in greenhouse in that sense. Um, and on the assembly, it fucking said, oh, it takes two to three people to assemble one to two hours. Re- hmm, really? Really? Three days motherfucking later, and how many people? Uh, my mom, her boyfriend, my boyfriend, my sister, Gar- my little brother, I think he held out a little bit, uh, took five people, six people, okay, and th- 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 going on three plus days to build this shit. Walmart is a motherfucking lie, okay? When I tell you this is the most complicated ass fucking shit I ever, I would pay next time, buy this shit and pay someone to put it together. Honestly, honestly, it's worth it. It'll be worth every penny because when I tell you the struggle, okay, the fucking mental struggle to put this bitch together. Oh Lord, have mercy. Never again, never again. Okay. I love the, I love the, you know, I love the greenhouse. It's beautiful and it's great, but putting that bitch together was no fucking fun. Uh, we had to like literally like put together parts, take it off, put it back on, take it off, put it back because we, you know what I mean? Just, we just like didn't do it right or needed to shift things and just, and the directions were so vague. Like there was one part we couldn't even put the door on, but then like we looked at the instructions and like the instructions didn't say sh- shit about the proper way to put it together. So we just like guessed, we literally just like fucking prayed and, and just fucking, it worked out. I mean, it's together. So my baby plants have a place to grow and thrive and be their, you know, bad bitch selves and grow big and hopefully have the best ganja, best smoke. I can't speak English. It's going to be great. I'm hoping that it works out. Um, so, yeah, I've been fertilizing it all natural. I've been utilizing all the like good things that we have around that cribbo. Um I have my chickens. I've been utilizing my chickens a lot. I've been using their chicken poop. I've been using their eggshells from their eggs um, and coffee grinds to fertilize and feed my plants, um, my little babies. So far, so good. Um, I did go to the store, like one of these cannabis grow stores, and I bought some soil that was super enriched and like was recommended for pant- cannabis. And I did buy like the pH kit to, to pH balance my water um, at that store as well. Um, pHing your water, guys. I'm like, I'm over here when I do it. I'm, I still don't know if I'm doing it right. I'll be honest. Like, it is a chemistry set, dead ass. And I'm over here like, bitch, it's been a long time since I had chemistry class. I don't fucking know. You gotta like put this like two, like you, they give you this formula, this like stuff to like put in your water and then it changes to different color. And then based off the color you get, that's when you know whether you have to like add the base or add, add acidity to your water to make it go up and down. Um, and then based off your plant, like, you know, like what level you want it to be at, like, I'm telling you, I just guesstimate it. You know, I'm at this point where like, we gonna just go and see, you know what I'm saying? Everybody grows differently. Nobody, no, no, there's no like rhyme or reason in a sense. You know what I'm saying? It's their plants. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, so that's, what's been going on with me. I've been fucking doing that and 
literally like my days i'm exhausted boots because i just like my days off i spent fucking building this fucking shit so it's my own fault it's my own fault because I'm, I'm like i am my my daughter i am my mother's daughter wait is that the saying i am my mother's daughter yeah um and she's very impulsive like myself and she'll just like do shit without really thinking things through and then i'm kind of like her so i like bought this greenhouse didn't think about like you know oh by the way i need to put it together who's gonna help me and where and all whatever anyways it's here it's built she's she's gorgeous um and yeah i'm excited to like i'll keep you guys posted on my plant babies oh my god i'm so excited i'm super like hype um the strains i'm growing are bahama mama uh blueberry critical kush which you know, hopefully she makes it. Um, white, the uh, white OG. And what's the last one? The white OG, blueberry. Oh, I have two Bahama Mamas that are being successful right now. I think that's it. Two Bahama Mamas, the white OG, critical Kush, and blueberry. Yep. 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 So yeah, we'll see. Honestly, I don't quite know what's going to happen. Uh, I'll keep you guys posted. So yeah, that's that. Um, but yeah, so I've been talking enough. Let's get into this week's episode. Let's get into sexy sustainability. As always, guys, I do a weekly segment on sustainability, um, whether it is products that I really endorse, I use myself, or I've heard about that I really think are really dope, or companies that are doing really great for things to stay, to be sustainable or just in general, sustainability in general, things I've heard. One thing that I did get sent, uh, by Becky Campos. She's a troll. Uh, Becky's been on the show a couple times now. If you guys have been like avid listener listeners, um, again, fully expect <clears throat> the handmaid's tale recap of this last, this latest season with me and her when it, when it recaps, we're going to definitely do an episode with that. Um, but we've done, um, we recapped the, the show I May Destroy You. The episode's called I May Destroy That Ass. And we also did this like talk when it, after the, the whole insurgent, I think it's called, I think the episode's called like President Cheeto or some shit that I did with Becky. It's hilarious. We're talking about the whole like terrorism attack with all the like the white QAnon people destroying the fucking Capitol and shit. So yeah, she joined me on that. But yeah, so she's also a fucking bitch and a troll because she sent me this and she's like, so what's up, sexy sustainability queen? Are you going to do it? She sent me a link on Instagram that the BBC News posted of this chef in New York City, in Brooklyn, I believe, that cooks bugs. Yeah, cooks bugs. Um, In specific, he cooks, he's excited about the cicadas dun, 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 dun. remember those motherfuckers remember they come out every 17 years well this year is supposed to be the year they come out of their fucking holes from sleeping for 17 years and when i tell you this nigga's excited boots to eat them which is disgusting um he was talking about oh my god it's so nice to be sustainable to eat bugs they have they're full of protein woo woo i'm sorry your girl can't get on board Okay, I'm just very, I'm VV sorry. I've actually tried bugs though before, guys. I've actually eaten a cricket. I ate a cricket when I was in Thailand. Um, in Thailand, there's a lot of those like bug markets. Like, you know, there's like a lot of like food markets outdoors. So um, when I was backpacking there, uh, these, you know, these white dudes that I met or whatever, they were out there like, oh my God, look, there's bugs. Oh my God, you guys want to try one, blah, blah, blah. And there was these crickets and they were like fried crickets or, or grilled crickets or whatever. And I ate one. Oh my God. Of course. I mean, like I did it like super quick. I ate it. I, I kept my eyes closed. But when I tell you that shit, that's, that tasted like peanuts. It literally tasted it like a peanut. And it was like, it wasn't bad. It was like a peanut. Like you're eating a peanut. Um, will I continue to eat bugs? No, Becky Campos. So get the fuck out. Get the fuck out of here with your trollness sending me these fucking links to a nigga in Brooklyn. And when I tell you this link is disgusting, like he's like, he's like sauteing them. He's mixing them in salads. He's got all these bugs in there. And he is like, oh my God, what exciting news that we have the cicadas that are coming out for after their slumber of 17 years. How delicious and how, how, um, uh, like whatever, like exclusive they will be on the menu and shit. I was like, miss me with that bullshit. Oh, 
gross. Shout out to you if you eat bugs and, you know, apparently it is super sustainable and full of protein and shout out to you. Um, it's just not for your girl. Yeah. Sorry. So that's this week's sexy sustainability. I just want to talk shit about that because that was some bullshit. And I saw that and I was like, oh, mm, sustainable. Okay. Let's give it a nice little chat. Um, so yeah, that was it. Um, I do have a couple of articles for the recycling of the news this week. Um, this week it's going to be all full of Amazon. Um, I don't have a love-hate relationship with Amazon. Y'all know, y'all know how I feel about Amazon. If you can not shop with Amazon, please do. Please do. Because obviously, Amazon's a beast. It's taking over the planet. Uh, Jeff Bezos is too rich in my eyes, in many people's eyes. Nigga, why do you need all that goddamn money? And he don't play taxes, which is complete and utter bullshit. I'm over here with my little ducats, my little coinage paying all these bills, paying all these fucking taxes, and what, you sitting on billions of dollars and you ain't got to pay the taxes? Suck my imaginary dick. Anyways, um, so yeah, according to Yahoo News, uh, there's been some really disturbing situations happening in Amazon at an Amazon site. Um, They've been finding nooses hanging at their facility. Yeah. So this is happening in Hartford, Connecticut. Uh, The locals say that uh, there's like a continuous situation with racism at an Amazon warehouse construction site in Connecticut where eight nooses have been found within a month despite uh, additional security measures added in the weekend prior. So it's just like they found one noose, I think, um, and then it just kept happening. And now the latest they found like eight. Um, the latest noose was found at a site in Windsor on Wednesday morning, the day of the scheduled meeting between workers and the NAACP officials about safety and security. Um, yeah, it's really scary because like, you know, they're setting a, they're setting like a message, I guess, in that sense. Um, yeah, I'm just reading through the article right now. It's just, you know, they're talking about racism and they're talking about, oh my God, you know, this is crazy. Um, oh, a $100,000 reward is being offered for information leading to the identification of the culprits. So, um, I'm hoping that they figure this shit out. It's kind of bullshit that they don't... Don't they have cameras? I'm confused. Don't they have cameras in these facilities? Don't they see these niggas putting these nooses up? I mean, the fuck? You know what I mean? Um, Yeah, I'm not really comfortable and happy with this company in that sense, too, because I've been hearing so many things about how the Amazon workers are on such a time crunch. They, they, don't, they don't even have time to use the bathroom. Like, I hear that the Amazon delivery people are just like so tight for like keeping their schedule that they pee in like bottles in the, in the fucking, um, allegedly, you know, they pee in bottles, you know, in their fucking trucks so they can keep delivering. It's sad. I'm just like, yo, the fuck. Um, but, (laughs) oh my God, duality guys. But on another note, I have another article about Amazon, um, that I thought was interesting. Not that it's like super amazing, but I was just like, okay, cool. Like another company that's deciding to go towards this route. I'm hoping that other companies, you know, follow suit. Um, according to ABC7Chicago.com, it's my source. They said, pot users, welcome. Amazon will no longer test job seekers for marijuana. So yeah, guys, it looks like, um, you know, when you guys get tested for a job, obviously there's so much stress because if you smoke weed, you're like, fuck, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to fail my chest not going to get hired. Well, it looks like in New York City, Amazon said that Tuesday they will stop testing job seekers for marijuana. The company, the second largest private employer in the U.S. behind Walmart, is making the the change to states legalize cannabis or introduce law banning uh, employees from testing for it. So they're going to go forth and they're going to stop testing for uh, marijuana, a.k.a. THC, in your system. So yeah, um... Yay. I mean, I'm happy that, you know, this is a big company. So obviously, you know, this big company does this. Hopefully other companies will follow suit. I don't, you know, I don't know how, you know, how I feel about Amazon, but I'm happy that they're stopped testing this because I was literally talking the other day. Um, or actually today I was like talking to, to one of my, you know, coworkers or whatever about this and how it's just, it's just ridiculous. It's like literally like, I feel like if the state, Like, I know that, okay, so cannabis is not federally legal yet, meaning that federally, uh, like, it's it's still a, 
um, a drug. You know, it's still considered to be a drug and uh, they're testing for it. And if you do, they do find find THC in your system, you know, if you have a job that tests like that, then yeah, you could be fired or, you know, whatever, you know, not get the job. Um, But I feel like if you're in a state where it's recreational or adult use, why the fuck are you, why is a company testing you for that? I feel like that just should be like, it just should work hand in hand. But a, a lot of companies are still testing for cannabis and THC in the system, even though like their state is still like it's, it's legal in the state. So I, I, I really feel like that needs to be changed because it doesn't make any sense. Um, one delivery dude came in today and was like, you know, uh, he was like, man, I, I live right. I really live so close to here. I don't want to say the company he worked for. And I don't want to get sued. But it's a very, very, very popular, well-known uniform company they make more than just uniforms but they make everything but just mostly known for like uniforms and you know things like that um for companies and he was like man i I live over here by here and i i I have never been in here blah blah blah. and i'm like what what the fuck bro i'm like come on come in here you know we you know get some weed you know why are you waiting you know and he's just like bro they gonna fucking test me you know he's like he's like they fucking give us like you know, surprise tests all the time. So I don't want to lose my job. And I'm like, man, that's real. That's fucking real. Which is a shame. It's like, are you kidding me? So, and there's a few people that I know that their jobs are still testing for marijuana, which is fucking stupid. Like, not only is it a plant, it actually helps with, you know, issues like anxiety, insomnia, you know, if you have IBS, you know, irritable bowel syndrome, um, just like a number of, you know, cancer, obviously, you know, um, everything. It's a healing plant. So I just can't stand that people are still getting tested for it. It just makes me so upset. It's like fucking stupid. So yeah. Um, so shout out to Amazon, I guess, whatever. Um, I'm, I'm waving a very small flag for them in that sense. Um, because there's, it just doesn't help. It doesn't make up for all the other bullshit that they're putting <laughs> their, their workers through. So I still say, incur- I still encourage you guys to not shop on there if you can. So there's that. All right, guys, um, that was cute. Uh, It's been 26 minutes. Holy shit. All right, we need to take a quick break. And when we come back from our break, we will go and dive into the main topic, which is traveling with people. Ooh, joy. We'll be back. And we'll be right back after these detailed messages. Today's episode of the Kimboology podcast is brought to you by Faith and Flower. Faith and Flower's spiritual bath teas will align your chakras from your root to your crown. Whether you're medicating, masturbating, or meditating, you can use Faith and Flower to elevate your bath and self-care rituals. Kimboology listeners receive 15% off their first purchase at shopfaithandflower.com. Use code Kimbo at checkout. All right, guys. So as I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, I just came back from a trip from NOLA, ooh, Nolens, New Orleans or Nolens to the locals. Um, yeah, guys, I actually got back on a plane. Um, it was um, fun, super fun. I had a great time. Um the yeah you're still required to like update when it comes to covid um i'm fully vaccinated at this point so is my sister um i went with my sister and my sister-in-law um this was a bachelorette weekend trip um not weekend really but like it was a for her bachelorette um party my sister's getting married um literally what like around the fucking corner like oh my god it's like a week and a half now or something like that so yeah, shout out to my sister. I'm so excited. I love her so much. Um, Sakunita, I love you. Um, yeah. So we ended up going out there. We want to give her like, have a nice time. She's never been to NOLA. Um, it was, uh, you know, on the plane and everything, you still have to wear a mask and everything, even if you're vaccinated, whatever. They're not asking. It's against, it's actually violating HIPAA if they even ask for your vaccination card and all that. Um, so they can't legally do that. So but um, yeah, we got there and it was like COVID who? COVID where? Uh, 
yeah, guys, it is just full blown, no masks. Um, I mean, it was, there was some masks. Like when we went to restaurants and things like that, um, people were wearing their masks, like the servers and the workers and things like that. Um, but the people, the patrons, um, when you go into like stores and things like that, um, it really was case by case. There was a couple of things where like, okay, they required masks and we like wore them and stuff. Um, but yeah, it was pretty much though, like very jarring when we got there. Cause it was like, obviously noticeable that it was just a different environment. You know, it wasn't as like strict. Um, I don't know where my listeners are. I don't know where you guys are all listening from, but in, in Illinois, in Chicago, in the Chicagoland area, um, there was, before I left NOLA, there was, a, you know, still requiring masks everywhere indoors. Um, you know, it, you know, obviously it was the, what the masks mandate was still very much prevalent. Um, they have since now laxed, they have, have released and made that more relaxed, meaning, um, the CDC has come out and said that if you are fully vaccinated, um, it, you are okay to not, no longer wear a mask indoors. Now here's the loophole with Here's the, you know, the turning situation with that is that, you know, legally these establishments can't ask for your vaccination card. They can't ask you, Hey, prove that you're vaccinated because it is against the law. So, um, there were, it's just the honor code. Everybody's just built. It's just, this is just built off the honor code. So we are starting to see more people indoors now in here in Illinois, here in the Chicagoland area with people with no masks on shopping, you know, whatever have you, you know, um, they are no longer being as strict about it. Um, however, workers, are still required to wear masks. Most workers. I have not seen much places I've been to where the workers are not wearing the masks. Um, so yeah, and, and since it is the honor system, I still, when I go to like grocery shop, things like that, I'm still wearing a mask. When I'm at work, I'm still wearing a mask. Um, when I was down there in NOLA, I did go and just kind of be maskless in the scenarios where it didn't require one. Uh, I felt okay. I did feel okay. Um, when I was down there, um, I did want my sister to get the full impact of New Orleans. Um, and then I will tell you this guys, I am a person, so I've been to 34 countries. You know, if you guys have really been rocking with me, you know that I'm a huge, huge travel, excuse me, huge, huge traveler. I love it. Makes me who I am. I miss it. Um, so going to New Orleans, I, that was, this was my third time going to New Orleans. I've been to New Orleans twice before once by myself and meeting friends out there for Essence Fest. And then also I went with my girlfriends, um, the crew, and we went there and we did, uh, we went there for Halloween and it was really fun. Um, but this time it was bachelorette weekend and yeah, I went with my sister, my sister-in-law. It was a great time. Traveling with people guys is definitely something that like you can't travel with everyone, right? Like that's something that is like just a, a fact, you know, like it's so easy for you to butt heads with people when you're traveling. A lot of people don't have the same travel plans or, or ideas of relaxation and, and, and enjoyment when it comes to travel. A lot of, a lot of people don't. So I, when it came from me in travel, I am super picky about who I travel with. No offense to anyone. I just, I like to travel a certain way and I like to do things I want to do, you know? And I know for a fact that when you have people, multiple people traveling with you, the chances of you doing everything you want to particularly do is shortened a lot. You know what I mean? I mean? You might get a group of people where you're, they really, you guys are just all on the same level. Amazing. Perfect. Well, then you're lucky in that sense. Um, when it came to me and travel, I did it alone the majority of the time. Um, and then I, when it came to me finding my partner, Travel was super important to me, like almost make or break. Uh, I remember I had a, pr a previous relationship prior to the one I have now, and it pretty much broke us. Like we went on a trip together and it shortly after that, we like broke up. So because um, I realized how much I love traveling and how much the way I like to travel. And then the partner I was with, like he liked to travel completely different than me. And it just made me really show it showed me how much I valued it. So when it comes to traveling, um, I, I do, it, it is one of those things that you're always wondering like, Oh my God, are you going to get along with everyone? Like I've traveled with my sister Sakuna many times now, you know, obviously she's my sister we grew up in the same household. 
um, all that, all that. So we've been to Thailand together. We've been to Australia together. We've been to like, you know, Mexico and New York and all that. We've traveled a few handful of times. Um, me and my sister-in-law, Rosa, we haven't traveled much. We went to Thailand together as a family uh, many years back. Um, and I think that's actually it. I think that's actually all that me and Rosa did together. Um, but we went, me and Sukuna, me and my sister, Sukuna, and my sister, Rosa, my sister-in-law, Rosa, and it was amazing. Uh, we just had such a, like nowadays it's just so hard to find time to sit down and be alone and like have a real sister, sister talk, talk all the stuff, talk about our feelings, you know, update each other on everything, you know? Um, so it was great. We had that nice time to do that. Um, you know, and we got just like nice heart to hearts plus New Orleans, you know, it's a great city. Um, my sister never been, she was excited to eat. So it's so funny because we were actually like the lamest people to go. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like y'all, if y'all are down to like drink and party heavy and shit like that, you would have not had fun with us. If <laughs> you would have not had fun with us. When I tell you all we really wanted to do was like eat, like we wanted to eat. Like my sister wanted to eat. Like that was like you would if you meet this bitch, she's like so fucking skinny and beautiful. She's she's Asian. She's my Asian sister, so she's fully Thai. Um we have the same mom, different dads. Um and she's like so much skinnier than me. She's beautiful. She looks no, I shouldn't say skinny because that's not really like a good way to like explain, you know, she's fit. She's not, you know, she's very slam in that sense and she's beautiful you know and she can eat like with the best of them i mean like she can eat she can't fucking throw it down when it comes to eating food she's not shy and she eats everything you know so if you eat with my family you'll know we order pretty much everything on the menu and we all eat like family style and we literally demolish everything like people people are shocked when they see us order and then when we leave and we like literally demolish everything, pay and tip really well. Oh, they love us. They're like, whoa, holy shit. The fuck? You know, like, so uh, first things first, we get off the plane. We go straight to Acme Oyster House. Shout out to them. Um, if you know, you know, uh, Acme Oyster House is deli- they have delicious charbroiled oysters. Uh, we also got these fire ass alligator bites there. Oh, my God. Those things were the sauce, bitch, the sauce in them shits. Oh, my God. They gave you like these two different sauces for these alligator bites. Delicious. Um, plus the charbroiled oysters. So they're grilled. They have like, that's like what they're famous for. And they have like cheese on them and they, they just have so much flavor and oh, so good. So fucking good. I was like, Kuna, we got to go here first. That is the first stop. Um, we stayed in line. Um, there was a line already when we got there. I think we got there around like, I want to say like one or two o'clock, something like that. Um, already the line, um, but this place is famous. It's, it's known for their charbroiled oysters. So if you do go there, expect to wait. Um, and plus with COVID and everything, they are limiting the amount of people. So like, yeah. So when I, when I went there in the past, I remember it used to be like tightly packed, like a sardine in there. Like you'd be fucking butt to put next to people. Um, you'd be eating your fucking dinner. You'd be fucking basically eating with a stranger next to you. Cause you'd just be so close to the table around you or the people in the bar. So they have done a really good job of spacing all the tables apart. They got rid of a lot of that. So um, it works out because, you know, obviously people, still people are, you know, being timid about traveling and things like that. So it wasn't super, super, super busy, but it was busy enough um, when we waited. And then when we got a table, we threw them motherfuckers down, son. Oh, my God. They were so damn good. Um, so we eat there like immediately we, we go there first before we even check in. Obviously we, well, we, we rented an Airbnb. We couldn't even check into our Airbnb until like the, like mid afternoon anyway. So it worked out. Um, our Airbnb was cute. It was giving me like, it was giving me like a cross between someone's apartment slash hotel vibes. Um, and the rooftop was cute. They had a cute little like pool and like these like cute little like sitting areas with the sun and it was nice you know you can go get a little there was like a like starbucks coffee machine up there it was cute it was a vibe uh we did that a couple times actually the sun was great okay contrary to what you believe i don't love sitting in the sun i'm black i am half black half asian so i'm blasian guys but i get dark i tan super easy i don't need to lay out very long so i you know both my sister my sister-in-law is italian so she's white and she just lays out, she loves to lay out and get dark or whatever. But I'm over here like hiding and shit. I'm like, all right. And I still get darker than fucking both of them. Cause of course black hashtag black. So yeah. Um, it's okay though. I mean like I, it's not like I, I don't want to get dark. It's just a matter of like, 
it's hot and I get really dark. Plus, I found out that I burn. Niggas burn, okay? I thought it was a myth. I thought it was over here like, oh, black people don't get burns. It's, it, you know, ooh, whatever. No, when I got burned before, I was like, oh, bitch, this shit hurt. So I'm not here for it, you know? So I don't like to sit in, And plus, the sun will give you wrinkles. So, you know, I'm trying to avoid that. Anyways, um, so that was cute. That was a vibe. Um, we did take her down to Bourbon Street because we had to have her see the chaos and the chaos and madness that is Bourbon Street. Um, if you haven't gone to New Orleans, guys, Bourbon Street is going to be your typical things that you see on TV or you've heard about where they, you know, the beads, girls flashing for beads, uh, people drinking in the street, people fucking twerking. When I tie the videos I have, I have several videos of bitches just in the street twerking half naked. Um, it was amazing. I mean, it was just, it was a time. Like, it was just a moment in life. Um, I'm, when I tell you though, we are like the lamest motherfuckers. Cause like, I don't really drink anymore. I really don't guys. I smoke weed. That's my shit now. I do drink occasionally, but honestly, I don't need it. I can go to places and not drink and be completely fine. I, I am not a big drinker. I've worked in the in the liquor industry, the spirits industry, promotional spirits, whatever, all the, all that, all that, all that. So your girl has a lot of liquor. I actually still have a lot of bottles of liquor from working, um, but I don't even need it. I don't drink it. I, it just sits there. Uh, I usually give them out as gifts um, a lot of the times, um, but it's always nice to have a bottle in case, in case, you know, you have company over, whatever have you, but we're not big drinkers. My sister's not. She's Asian. She gets the Asian flush one drink and she's already turning red and she's drunk. So like, she's like, she's a lightweight. She doesn't really drink. And, um, my sister-in-law is expecting, I don't know if she wants me to really announce that yet. She's still very early on. So she was not drinking, um, for obvious reasons. So yeah, I think we had like one drink the whole time we were there. We were there for like three nights, four days. Um, I know we're fucking lame, but your girl was high. Um, yeah, so I did have some like edibles and some like a vape pen and things like that that I did have when I was in New Orleans. So your girl was high, boots. Um, and plus, I introduced um, my sister to some really nice. The one product that I shout out all the time here called 1906. It was those. It's those edible capsules. Um, I gave her the ones that they're called bliss pills. So they give you a little energy, like a little like euphoric happy feeling and she loved them so i gave her those i took those too uh, i also really love the go pills that give you a little energy they have caffeine in them awesome 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 so yeah there um i we I had those and then i had like a vape pen so that was like i was set um no flower because that's just too messy to travel with and all that stuff plus it's illegal so oh yeah that's right yeah it's not federally legal guys sorry um yeah so we did that and then we did this cute little like tour there guys oh my god it was so amazing we did this one called saints and sinners shout out to fuck what is it called the phantom i'll put their link in the show but in the show notes guys if you guys want this link to this touring company it was phenomenal i really really love them um, it was, it was very straightforward. The, the woman that gave us the tour was super knowledgeable. She had, a, she had an anthropology degree. Okay. Excuse me. She was a avid supporter of sex workers and had her own like sex, sex shop that she was promoting. I was like, yes, bitch. And so we did the saints and sinners tour. So they talked all about like, like basically like the prostitutes and the sex industry there in, in New Orleans. And they also talked about racism and the history of racism and, and slavery, you know, that's in New Orleans. And then, yeah, it was really, really interesting. It was a walking tour. So we walked around, you know, like kind of like the downtown or, or like the French Quarter area. She talked about different not monuments and different historical events that happened there. Um, plus like the all the tea about, you know, sex and prostitutes and how they came about. It was super interesting, super interesting. Um yeah, I found out that like some of the some of the prostitutes just to like make sure that like sh- the motherfuckers were clean and they didn't have any fucking like, you know, creepy crawlies on the sh- on the dick or any bumps and shit. Uh, they would like be like, oh, my God, like you're so you're so you're so amazing. Oh, my God. Like, you know, they would go up to them and be like and praise them with all these like compliments. Like, oh, my God, I, would, I just want to bathe you. I just want to wash you. Can I? So they would throw that nigga in a fucking bath tub to clean his stank ass and and while they did that they washed and they looked at little niggas shit to make sure that he ain't got no sores or nothing and then they would get down to business um one bitch one some prostitutes even like would like because back in the day they had all sorts of like you know bustles and fucking 
12 layers of fucking like you know dresses and shit so some niggas and they're drunk these niggas are drunk so they didn't know so a lot of the prostitutes would like act like they're like they would be getting fucked when it was their whole ass like thigh that they were fucking or some shit it was hilarious she's like yeah so a lot of prostitutes would share different tips on how to stay clean and how to stay you know uh uh std free you know they would actually pull these like tricks on like you know, how to, like, make a motherfucker think that they're fucking them, but they're not. You know, I was just like, okay, I'm here for the scam life. Yes, scammers, go ahead and scam these motherfuckers, okay? Um, so, yeah, that was really interesting. Um, plus, she took us on a tour, and then we stopped at this bar, and it happened to be Monday when we went. And when I tell you that this bar gave out, I guess Monday Mondays, it's like a tradition in New Orleans to give out, like, uh what is it? Um, beans and rice. Cause it's like something where they cook and they can do like the laundry. They could just leave it on for a long time. And we went to this bar and this guy, like if you bought a drink, you got like a bowl of free red beans and rice. And when I tell you that was the fucking best red beans and rice I've ever had in my fucking life. Oh my God. It had andouille sausage in it. And I was like, can I have another bowl please? Um, another. Um, and I did, that's when we did have a drink, me and my sister, um, to support the business, support the bar. Cause, um, that beans and rice though, fire i need that recipe but anyways yeah we did that tour that was really nice it was really really good we went to this one bar where it had a rotating carousel in it which was kind of fun um it just slowly moved honestly it wasn't super you know you could sit down at the bar and have a drink and everything and then like when you were sitting like it just slowly moved um we just wanted to see it so we just went and saw that um what else did we do we went to several different like restaurants some of them though were closed like i really wanted to take her to like dookie chases shout out to them like that's like soul food you know southern food cooking really really good popular um you know all the like celebs go there whatever uh it was closed with the the days we were there so that was sad um plus covid you know covid was still a thing so there were a lot of things that you know um the hours were shifted changed what have you uh, we did a we did a pole class together, which was cute. We took a couple pole classes. Um, I got to put on back on my teaching hat for a little bit because we took a beginner's class. And shout out to Squeaky um, Squeak over there, um, Jillian. She's the owner of Awakens Pole Studio. She was amazing. I actually took her class before when I was was in New Orleans for Essence Fest. Um, she remembered me. She was like, "Oh, I remember you, girl." We we follow each other. She's really cool. Um, yeah, she we took her class, beginner's class, and on the side I was like helping my sister-in-law Rosa because she's never taken a pole tricks class. Um so Kuna was fine. Kuna's been pole dancing for four years now, so she's a avid pole dancer, so she's very good. Um, but my sister-in-law needed help, so I was like kind of t- you know, coaching her and teaching her on the side. So it was nice. It was cute to like kind of put my teaching pat- hat back on her for a little bit. Um, she did really well. She did great. So shout out to you, Rosa. You did great in pole class. Um, so that was fun. The pole class did require, require us to wear masks. So that is one thing that we did have to do. We had to wear a pole, uh, a mask during class. So um, that was something that, you know, again, that was like a business by business, case by case basis, you know. Um, what else did we do? We walked along the like river walk and that was really like, like, Oh my God, emotional. Cause we actually ended up being a part of this, uh, free Palestine, um, protests. It was, it was so moving and beautiful guys. So beautiful. We were walking on the river walk and all of a sudden we see like all these flags with the greens and the reds and the black. Cause that's like their flag. Um, the colors of the flag. Um, if I might be missing some colors, please don't, please don't hate me if I do. Um, and when I tell you these people were just like, it was just so magical, like to see them all, you know, together. I mean, it was full of people, not only just Palestinian people, it was, you know, blacks, whites, Asians, all that shit. But just, just to see these people just, you know, just marching and preaching for, for just their rights to live and to have their own land back, you know, um, it was very moving. It was very moving. And then to see the posters and things like that, them talking about how, you know, there's children that are being bombed, you know, um, and it's like innocent people, you know, innocent people. So I was super moved. I was super emotional. I cried. It actually gave, gave us a really beautiful moment where I can, I could have a nice conversation with my sister-in-law because my sister-in-law is Italian. She is not, she's not well versed in the sense of knowing everything when it comes to racism, oppression, you know, 
you know, systemic racism is, is, is a long, it's a, it has a lot of history behind it. Um, I don't know every fucking thing either. You know what I'm saying? I'm a black woman in America. So that and me, for me, that's enough to like know what I know and to experience it firsthand with being a black woman. Um, but you know, to, to, for her to see her be so emotional off this, seeing the, the beauty of this march and the, you know, it was, it was amazing, you know, and I saw her being emotional and it just showed me that like, wow, you know what I mean? Like we do have allies, you know, shout out to you white allies out there. We really appreciate you because you guys have the voice that is going to be listened to, you know what I mean? It's going to be, you know, respected in a sense, you know, like they've been hearing niggas preach, you know, people of color, um, you know, black indigenous people of color preach for how long now, you know? So they're, they don't, they don't want to fucking hear us, you know? But when it comes to like people, white people, white allies, you know, you are accepted in white spaces and other spaces where we're not. And so if you have these conversations with your people, who knows it, what, where it can go, you know what I mean? It, and it can spread knowledge to people and, you know, have awareness, you know, and maybe ends and racism, you know, which whatever, you know, that's so heavy to say, but it's like, you know, there was a lot more we can do. You know, racism is, I feel like way more than just people one-on-one being racist. I think it's just, it's like enthralled into the American, um, it's in our history. It's in our blood. You know what I mean? I, I literally was in New Orleans and I saw the plaque that said, you know, I think it was like in 1718 that there was like thousands of fucking black, you know, African slaves were brought to that port, to New Orleans, to Louisiana, and being sold there as, you know, as fucking pieces of, you know, property. You know, there weren't people, you know. And that woman with the tour, she did explain how black, black slaves, you know, were able to, um, on Sundays, like, they, that was their day off. And if they wanted to work and get paid on Sundays to buy their freedom, they, they did. And there were several, um, there were many black slaves that would, you know, that bought their own freedom, you know, by working on Sundays and working for money, you know. And obviously not a lot of it, you know. They didn't make a lot of money, but they would work. And some of them bought their families' freedoms, you know, and their own freedoms. It's, it's to think about that and how heavy it is and how to, to see where we're at now. Like, of course, we can't, there is a huge difference to, like, how things are now being black in America as to back then. But it just wasn't that long ago, guys. You know what I mean? Like, you know, segregation and wasn't even ended until what? I don't know the numbers. Oh, my God, I'm so stupid. But, like, let's just put it this way. In 1943, my father was born he experienced it all, you know, um, you know, it's just something that it's just something that it's remind it's in our, it's, it's in our history and we can't ignore it. And I feel like, you know, shame on the Chicago or not Chicago, shame on the the school systems for not teaching, you know, children, people, you know, adults, everyone, um, you know, high schoolers, whatever, the real history behind America, because, you know, to hide it like that or to not really say what's real, what is that really doing us? You know what I mean? It's just kind of prolonging the systemic racism that we've been dealing with within this country. You know, it's like we need to talk about it. We need to talk about what really happened and what and and what it's really still happening, you know, with, you know, the um, shootings of innocent black and brown people, you know, Um it's it's something that always I feel like should something that we like and we had a nice conversation. We were walking, we were walking back to the Airbnb and me and my sister in law were having a really great conversation about, you know, we got even to like, you know, Rodney King and things like that. She had not, you know, no idea about that whole story. And I don't know every single story about that too, because that's like a like I feel like that's a really like a like a California, LA thing. But I, but honestly, like I was what, like probably one years old when it happened or some shit? Like, I don't remember every single thing either, you know? I have to do the do my part in learning this stuff, relearning it, you know? Um, and I'm the type of black that I don't like watching slave movies. I don't. I really, really don't. Um, I'm too sensitive, you know? I'm too empathetic. Like, I will put myself in that situation. You know what I mean? Like, if I watch Roots or 12 years a slave, I will go back to that moment where I'm a fucking slave in my head. And I I just can't, it's just too triggering for me. So that's just me. You know, that's just my choice. That's just like where I'm at with it. Um, but honestly, like, I I feel like those movies, those shows, everything, it's there for a reason. It's very important, um, to show people how things were, um, and how things are. Um, so yeah, 
Um, so that's kind of like, it was great. Cause like New Orleans, even though it is very much, um, you know, it's, f- there's so many different people in New Orleans. It brings a, brings in, you know, all sorts of waves of people. I mean, it is a very diverse, very accepting, you know, get black, brown, gay, you know, Asian, whatever have you, um, trans, you know, lesbian, whatever. I just said that already, but whatever. It's like not a judgmental, it's not a judgmental place. You can walk around, you can have your hair green, you can wear whatever you'd like. It's very open-minded and very, yeah. It's just like one of those places where like, you could just be yourself and it's just not, you're not gonna be judged, which is pretty awesome, you know? I love New Orleans, I really do. Um, So yeah, but um, I was very pleased because we all, like me and my sisters did not fight. We all got along. We all cohabitated really well in the Airbnb together. There was like two beds and a, and a, and a futon um, pullout couch. Um, I, I was like, you know, my sister, this is my celebration for my sister. You know, please take the bed. My sister is, you know, with child, my other sister-in-law. Please take the bed. I will take the couch. I will take the futon bed. I have slept in much worse situations. Trust me, you know. Um, so yeah, uh, it was great though. I got up early. Um, shout out to Rosa. We 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 showered my sister with gifts. Rosa brought this like cute little like bachelorette like decorations. I got up really early before they were woke up, and I decorated. Um, we all did it really good. I feel like my. I hope. I feel like it was a very successful trip. And my sister felt very special, which was the whole point in the whole thing anyways. So plus it brought us together. We had a whole bonding moment. So that was nice. That was very nice. Um, so yeah, I had a really great time in New Orleans. It was great. Um, and I was just very pleased because traveling with people is not easy, guys. And I know you guys know. Um, you know, and I as somebody that is a super big advocate for solo traveling. Um, I find it to be very special and very rare when I can travel with people and truly enjoy myself because it's tough, you know? Um, but I had genuinely had a great time. Uh, my sister-in-law put me onto the show called dead to me, um, which is on, is it Netflix or Hulu? Fuck. I can't remember exactly where I think it was Netflix. Uh, dead to me. Um, I need to continue watching that. It was so good. So she put me onto that while we were in the, you know, in the Airbnb. Um, we put her on the stuff. Oh, my, my shout out to Rosa. She fucking taught me how to cut my hair. Cause I have like curls guys. And when it comes to curls, it's super tough to find someone to cut your hair. And I wear my hair curly. Okay. I'm a very big advocate for curly hair. So cutting curls is a whole nother avenue i haven't yet found someone i completely wholeheartedly trust with cutting my curls i used to have a barber that used to shave my hair on the sides um my hair my uh shout out to Yulia. you are she's my um beautician she does my color she's my colorist she also cuts my hair but she cuts it usually in the traditional form of you know wet pull pull out the pull out the curls cut even it out um Curls are different. They need to be shaped to your head and how you wear them. So I typically will cut my own hair. Honestly, guys, I will. Um, And she taught me how to cut the curls so that way, like, it would work, you know, with, like, my curls. So I was, like, mind blown. Um, So she taught me that. (laughs) It was cute because we, like, taught each other things during, the you know, our little time together. We shared, you know, stories about our families and, you know, where we're at in our lives. You know, um, my sister-in-law has, you know... A baby already my beautiful niece Kyla she's just the, like a, a gift to humanity and she's you know with child again so I'm super excited about that and me and my other sister you know we don't have kids right you know right now and so we were just like to ask we were really asking ourselves this question of motherhood you know and is it for us honestly um and that's something I'm still kind of questioning I, I don't quite know if it is so um I like to get all the knowledge and get all the like, you know, hear everybody's opinion on that. Um, I will. I I'm very keen on getting having an episode about motherhood and about um, in the future and in near future because um, I have several of my really close close dear friends that either have a child or just had a child or are pregnant with a child now. So it's getting to that time of my life. I'm 32 years old where that is something that is very much you know a reality. Am I going to have a kid? You know, 
Um, I don't quite know. I'm still on the fence. I don't quite know. We shall see. Um, yeah. Uh, it's just... I, the idea behind it would be nice, but the reality also is very much like, wow, can I handle it? Can I do it? You know, is that for me? Do I want that? You know, I don't want to like bring this child into this world and have them deal with my bullshit if I'm not really trying, if I'm not really, you know, fully there, fully mentally there, you know, I, I don't know. We'll see. But yeah. Uh, we had these really big heart-to-heart moments, and it was really, truly special. And I feel like if you are traveling with other people, it is important to remember that, you know, to give each other grace and to be cognizant um, of each other's feelings and to not take things too literal and seriously. You know, um, one thing that I'm... Because I'm a... Like, again, I'm a huge traveler, so I, I've just picked up little tips you know, they're just from traveling many fucking plane rides that I've been on. And one thing that I always, always travel with, and that is my Uniqlo puff jacket. Okay. Uh, Uniqlo, shout out to them. I think I've pretty much, I stand Uniqlo. I've talked about this company. It's like a Japanese gap. Um, I've talked about this company many times before. Um, they have this like kind of like a puff jacket whatever it's like this but it's got like down in it and it's soft and you can basically stuff it you know into like this like pillowcase looking thing and um literally uh I carry it everywhere I travel with it everywhere when I discovered this amazing jacket when I bought it in Singapore for the first time ever I traveled with it and I literally like it's changed my life when it came to travel. I don't care where I go. Like, even if it's going, if I'm going to the hottest place on the planet, you will always need a jacket, guys. You will always be cold on the plane. The plane is always fucking freezing. The airports are freezing. There's air conditioning, guys. Remember that. So always bring it. You never know. Mind you, if you're a person that's like always hot, okay, whatever. Don't, you don't need a jacket? All right, cool. So I had brought that. And my sister-in-law bless her heart, was wearing shorts on the plane. And I was like, girl, aren't you going to be cold? She's like, no, I'll be fine. It's like, it's short. It's a two hour flight. You know, it was, it was very short, but your girl, she was cold. So I, you know, off, I was like, here you go. You can have my jacket. It's fine. You know what I mean? I get it, you know? Um, and then she needed it on the way back too. you know, she was like, damn, it's cold in this plane. I'm like, girl, I'm telling you, you cannot be out here in these streets you know, without this fucking jet, you need it. And it, and it, it's so convenient because it, it folds up into this, like, again, like a pillowcase thing. And I just literally, I hang it. I hang it off of like, it, it's on this little like string thing and I hang it on my backpack or I hang it on my, um, my back, mostly my backpack. Cause whenever I travel, I always, tr- I always have a backpack that that's my purse, quote unquote. That's my weekender bag. I always have a backpack. So I would just hang it and just clip it on my backpack. And it's always there, always there. I barely know I have it. But when I tell you, it's coming handy so many times that I will never leave and never travel without it. So, yeah, that's a little tip for you. So, yeah, um, I think I'm done with the rant of, you know, telling you guys about my trip to NOLA um, and talking about traveling with people. Um, I'm getting fucking tired. Oh, my God. Lord have mercy. Um, it's just been a long day. I've worked. We built we finished building that fucking greenhouse. Um, I didn't get any sleep last night. I don't know why. I just couldn't shut my fucking brain off. It just was one of those nights. Um, so yeah. Um, but I do have a quote of the day for you guys. Um, just because I was, I had such a great time with my sisters and it really, really made it such a special moment to just know that I have sisterhood. Um, I wanted to share this quote for you. So here it is. A sister is a gift to the heart, a friend to the spirit, a golden thread to the meaning of life. And that is by Isadora James. I thought that was nice and special because I had a great time with my sisters and I will cherish and value this trip for many years to come. Um, My sister's getting married soon, so I'm really excited for her. Uh, It's going to be so much fun. She's really nervous. She's going to be completely utterly stupidly gorgeous um she has nothing to worry about and she's marrying the man she loves so i'm really happy for her um yeah honestly guys that's all she wrote um i didn't really have much else this week i just wanted to kind of update you guys on what's going on 
with me and with, you know, the trip that I took. And yeah, there's just been a lot going on. Um, I know I missed a bunch of shit and I'm going to be like, damn, I didn't talk about this. Damn, I didn't talk about that. Damn, I didn't talk about this. But you know what? I could barely fucking keep my eyes open. So uh, I want to give you guys an episode this week because I love you guys and I appreciate you guys as always listening. Um, Oh, my God. You know what? If you guys can watch, like I should have some sort of visuals because if you guys see me, I do things like someone's watching me and no one's watching me. Like I have like my hands underneath my chin. Like I'm doing this like cute little thing. No one's here. Literally, I'm by myself. Like producer Rick Dog is like sleeping. Like what the fuck am I? Georgie's like sleeping. Like what's wrong with me? Anyways, I'll shut up now. All right, guys. I've had fun. I really hope you did too. As always, reach out to me on Instagram at Kimboology Podcast. Um, email me at KimboologyPodcast at gmail.com. Oh, we ro- we have reached the milestone of 5,000 downloads. Yay! Shout out to Kimboology. Honestly, guys, I couldn't do without you guys. You guys are the reason I keep doing this every week. Um, I have such big plans for this podcast. I don't have, I mean, I have more than just the podcast and, you know, branches off into many different things i have all these ideas in my head but we got to do it time you know day by day so i really truly appreciate you guys i have no you have no idea um and i want to continue to create good content and engaging conversations so you can be um you know talk to your coworker, talk to your sister talk to your brother whatever the fuck um talk to your friends i love you guys for real and i just want to leave you with a little bit of a When you go outside, take a moment, take a deep breath, breathe in the mother nature air and exhale slowly. Do that about three times. And then when you breathe in the fourth time, hold it before you breathe out. And then when you breathe out, let it out nice and slow. And literally notice and resonate with the feeling that you have. Like you'll feel this utter sense of resonance that kind of goes all the way up to your like, to your like head. It's like incredible. So that's a little bit of like breath work. Um, It's really, really, really awesome. Obviously, I'm not a breath work teacher. Um, I learned it in Tantra too when I was doing Tantric workshops and things like that when I studied Tantra. So yeah. Give that a moment, but do it outside. Take in the take in Mother Nature, take in the air. Um, oh, my favorite thing in the world is to breathe air when it's like just about to rain or like it has rained already. Oh God, the air feels smells so like dewy and fresh and like like rain. You know that feeling of rain, that smell of rain. Oh, I love that smell so much. Anyways, I really need to stop. All right, guys, I love you guys so much. Catch you next week. Don't forget to wash your ass and behind the earlobes. I love you. See you next week. Bye. Kimbo out. Brought to you by the Rick Dog Network. Well, shoot the damn dog.